Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Devorim. Parshas Devorim does not contain any personal mitzvos. It does contain the obligation for the community to appoint honest judges. And ouch, when unfortunately the lack of honest judgment became the norm. That was one of the factors that caused Khurban Beis Hamikdash. What I'd like to do this morning is, or for me this afternoon, who have the privilege of being in Ramat Beit Shemesh, um, I'd like to first, number one, wish a Mazel Tov to Nachum and Stacy on the birth of a granddaughter to Kayla and Binyamin. They should have a great deal of nachas from her, tisku l'gadla. They should be privileged to raise her l'ben Torah, l'Torah, l'chupa, ulamasim tovim. Okay, now let's first, unfortunately, review some of the laws of Tisha B'Av and then a hopefully a little machshava to bring us into actual Tisha B'Av, which is tomorrow. But because it is Shabbos, we do not fast. We will be fasting, unfortunately, this coming Motsoi Shabbos and Sunday. Now, where to begin? Let's begin with, first of all, how different it is when Tisha B'Av falls out on a Shabbos, and the fast begins, as we pointed out, with sunset. The formal fasting begins with sunset, just the fasting. So, on Erev Tisha B'Av, for Mincha, we would not say Tachanun, we do not say Tzitkoscha in Mincha tomorrow afternoon. Now that in itself, whoa, why? Because we don't say Tachanun Tzidkoscha when the next day is a Yom Tov. Now it's very hard for us to appreciate the concept of Korah Olai Moed based upon the Pasuk in Eicha that Tishabav is really considered now a Yom Tov. And as Ali Shur points out, there's a Yom Tov of Kirov, which is Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Yom Tovim, when we feel and are privileged to have a closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as he points out, Tishabav is a Yom Tov of Rechuk, that we realize how distanced we are. But still, the idea is what that we have a Kesher, a strong bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, so now, notes at Kascha tomorrow afternoon. Whereas in other years, and please God, not in the future anymore, there is the concept of the Suda Mavsekes, whereby a separate meal for which you wash and you have uh, just a piece of bread and a hard-boiled egg and you dip it in ash and you sit low on the ground. None of this is done tomorrow. 
Shalashudas tomorrow. You could have anything you want. You're not limited to an egg or something that reminds us of mourning. If one wanted to have meat and drink wine, they certainly could. I don't necessarily re- recommend it unless you have meat and wine every Shalosh Su'udos. But the idea is that until sunset tomorrow afternoon, there is no restriction whatsoever. The only thing is, I think one would be best understandably to refrain from saying ah, eat watermelon because it's good before a fast or eat grapes because they say it's good before a fast it might be and eat it but don't say I'm eating it in order that it should help me fast the idea being that really we try to have no obvious and no hachana no preparation of Shabbos for the next day. It's Shabbos. We don't take our shoes off until Emir Hashem in Shul, right before the, or one second, right after Baruchu, we uh, take off our shoes. If there's going to be a later Mayriv, then say Baruch HaMavdil Ben Kodesh Lechol and after Tseis take off your shoes and put on the appropriate Tisha of shoes. It's important that women, especially since we do not make Havdalah tomorrow night, Women should learn to say and be taught to say Baruch HaMavdil Ben Kodesh Lachol Blessed is the one who differentiates between the holy and the mundane, the secular and that would permit them to do Malacha on Motsa'e Shabbos. As I mentioned, there's no Havdalah what we do have is the bracha of Borei Mirei Ho'esh, which is said in most Bate Kinesios, right before the reading of Eicha. If someone is not coming to Eicha, they should recite the bracha at home. It's probably best for a man to recite the bracha on behalf of of his wife. Now, regarding learning Torah this Shabbos, so just know that on a regular year, when Erev Tisha B'Av falls out not on a Shabbos, there's a difference of opinion as to whether one is permitted to study parts of Torah that are prohibited to be studied on Tisha B'Av. And so, while you do find some that would say this Shabbos afternoon as well, I would say that it's safe siding with the Mishnah Brura, who says that uh, one could, all right, rely upon those that because it is Shabbos, there's no restriction 
and Halavai, we could and should study Torah this coming Shabbos afternoon. Okay, we go, unfortunately, to Motsa'e Shabbos, whereby we know that we sit low, we go to the Beis HaKnesses to hear Eicha. If one could not hear Eicha in the Beis HaKnesses, one could and should recite Eicha at home. Okay, Tishabav morning. Besides the idea that there is no She'ela Shalom, you come to shul and you just don't greet people. And that in of itself is a strong reminder to us how we should be greeting people on a regular basis. Okay, there are, as we know, five restrictions of Tisha B'Av, the same five restrictions that you find on Yom Kippur. Namely, one, eating and drinking, two, bathing, washing oneself, three, anointing oneself, cosmetics, four, uh, family relations, and five, wearing leather shoes, period. Okay, so just be aware. I'll try to review some of these laws very quickly regarding eating and drinking. To whom does this apply? It applies to everybody, adults. If I have a 12-year-old boy, an 11-year-old girl, certainly they'd have to fast already on Yom Kippur the whole day. What about Tisha B'Av? So I'm going to tell you that the Arach HaShulchan and most authorities would say they don't have to fast the whole day. Let them fast a little bit so that they partake with the spirit and they join Klal Yisrael in their tzara. But listen carefully. Chinuch, which is what we train our children, is for the future observance of mitzvot when they become adults. But we pray that the words of the Novidus Zechariah, chapter 8, that the fast of the fifth month, namely Tisha B'Av, is going to become a holiday. Uh, therefore, he's not going to have to fast next year. Therefore, there's no chinuch. And therefore, a boy before bar mitzvah, a girl before bas mitzvah, does not have to fast the entire day. Now, let's go the other way. Because of the seriousness of Tisha B'Av and the terrible tragedies which occurred thereon, because of this, pregnant women, nursing women, should, I believe, number one, talk to your local Rav for direction for each one individually what your situation is. But I say the following, go into Tisha B'Av with the mindset that you are fasting. As soon as you have difficulty, stop. No heroics. Drink, and if necessary, eat. That's an important point, okay? Very important. No heroics for this day. All right? Many say that pregnant nursing women should only fast tolchatzos. Once again, speak to your um, to your local rav. We're not to eat or drink. We're not to brush our teeth. And uh, we're not to use mouthwash as well. 
Needless to say, one could and should swallow their medication, try, hopefully, without any water. And if you need medication, please, once again, speak to your Rav. Bathing and washing is prohibited on Tish Ab'av. In the morning, we wash our hands, Negelvasa, till one's knuckles, shake off the water, rub your fingers through the eyes, and that's it. When uses the bathroom, same thing, they wash their hands to their knuckles. However, if a person is washing, not for pleasure, but for practical needs, including in the afternoon, a woman is washing the food that she's making for uh, the meal after the fast in the evening, that's going to be uh, permissible uh, if one gets their hands soiled, dirty, by all means, they could, should wash their hands on uh, Tish Abba'ab. The use of any uh, cosmetics, uh, ointments, you know, for pleasure purposes is prohibited on Tish Abba'ab. One can use deodorant on Tisha B'Av. Okay, now, learning of Torah. It's an ideal. We really are to understand the Pasuk that we say in the Pesukah Zimra tomorrow from Tilam Yutes. Pikudei Hashem Yesharim Misam Chelev which means that Torah really causes us enjoyment. Okay, it's a privilege if one actually derives this kind. And therefore, we are limited as to what we are to study on this Sunday. And therefore, quickly, you can study from the book of Eov, Job, the parts of the Navi Jeremiah, the book of Lamentations, written by Yirmiyahu, third chapter in the Gemara Moed Katan, the Gemara in Megitin, in Gitin, Nun Vav Amid Beis, Til Nun Ches Amid Aleph, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Kuf Dalid Amid Beis, and the laws of Tish Abba'av. Holocaust literature is very appropriate for this day because we believe that all sorrows that we have on this throughout Jewish history, including and culminating with the Shoah, all stem from Churban Beis Hamigdash. And that's why, as I mentioned, there's no She'ela Shalom, we don't greet one another, and one is to try to have in their mindset on this day to focus on the morning. Now, interestingly, especially since number one is Sunday, with many more people not actually going to work this Sunday, try to stay in shul until chatzos, until mid the day. And um, the opportunity is there in so many Bateknesios and online for somebody to 
actually be in shul or follow online the um, the kinos. So the kinos are explained. The kinos are understandable. If you have an English kino, wonderful. And if not, all the more so, try to follow along either online, as I said, or in person, so that you'll be able to relate to the um, kinos. I took a peek in the New York area, Chatzos, this Sunday is 101. So once you try to stay in shul till, like I said, 1 o'clock, and uh, let it be a meaningful experience. The rest of the day, as you know, there are many videos, and there are many things that person could, should do to reflect uh, upon the seriousness of the day. Okay, we remove the paroches tomorrow night, put it back on Sunday afternoon. The, we do not wear talis and tefillin on Sunday morning. We do wear it for mincha Sunday afternoon. And let's understand something that the whole idea of experiencing Tisha B'Av is to, number one, identify with our past, that Lo'alenu, on this day, both Batei Mikdash were destroyed, but the idea is that pining and yearning for a base amigdash will help bring about the coming of the third base amigdash. There is the practice tomorrow night of minimizing the comfort and pleasure of when we go to sleep. And so therefore, if one normally usually sleeps with two pillows, let him try to do it with one. Again, all this is to try to bring home the reality that we are. Okay, we mentioned that we don't make Abdullah tomorrow night, but we do make Abdullah on Sunday night. And listen carefully. There are those that say that if one has to eat on Sunday, then they should make Havdalah before eating. Interesting, the Mishnah Brewer does not bring this down, but it is a widespread practice that, that many do, and therefore just know that if you're going to eat on Sunday, then number one, no besamim, no candle, just the bracha of Hamavdil to be recited over preferably Hamar Medina which is either coffee, tea or perhaps even orange juice. Alright? This Sunday night after the fast so still no meat no wine and 
preferably no music, until Monday morning. However, washing of clothes and shaving would be permissible on Sunday night. Finally, I just wish, wish to close with one idea, and that is we should realize that we are in Golos. Certainly those who live outside of Eretz Yisrael, we're not home. And so we might be living many, what you would call, forgive me, comfortable lives. What are we missing? Oh my goodness, we are missing so much. But listen carefully. The institution of Eved Ivri, who works for six years, and then he goes out on the seventh. And if, unfortunately, in the seventh year he says, I don't want to go out, then we pierce his ear. Okay, and Rashi explains why the ear? Because the ear that heard not to steal, and he went and he stole, ah, such a person has the ear pierced. So the Maral Diskin asks, why do we wait six years to pierce his ear, only if he wants to stay? Why don't we pierce his ear immediately for violating the law of stealing? And he gives a very perceptive answer. He says as follows, that the six years of servitude that the Ebed is to be is a punishment. After six years, he comes and he says, I want to stay. What does that show? That this was not a punishment for him. Ah, oh, not a punishment. Therefore, his ear is pierced after that. But focus on the words that the years of servitude are meant to be a punishment. Golos exile is a punishment. We say in the Yom Tov Musaf, because of our sins, Golinu we were exiled from our land. We are not, America is not home. Yes, as long as we have to be there, we need yeshivot, and we need mikvahos, and we need, and we need, and we need. But Tishabav reminds us that there is one home, and we pine for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be able to return to His home. We should feel the pain of the Shekhinah, that as we find in the Gemara Brachos, Dav Gimel, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu actually cries that He doesn't have that personal relationship with us as he did when we had a base amigdash, and as he will when we will have that third base amigdash. So it's an availus for ourselves, what we are missing, and it's an availus for him, capital H, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as well. This is to be a little bit, or forgive me, even a lot of the mindset of what Tisha B'av is really all about. And I pray with all of you that Amir Tzah Hashem, 
is going to be the last ninth of Av that we unfortunately observe in a state of mourning. But please God, the words of the, the Navi Zechariah, chapter 8, Pesach 19, that promises, strong word, I didn't say predicts, I didn't say, I said promises, that please God, soon in our day, Tisha B'Av will become that moed, that holiday. And we don't say Tachanun, we don't say Avinu Malkeinu, on, for that reason, on Tisha B'Av. Wishing everybody a meaningful fast, and please God, we should celebrate soon together Shabbat Shalom and a meaningful fast to all.